and welcome to Weed and Grub. I understand that you are done watching Chopped with me. I just don't know of another TV show. It's my S- it's my SVU, Mary Jane. I totally understand that. I understand the comfort that it brings you. I appreciate that for you. I, I, and I won't say that I'm entirely done with Chopped. I just don't want any more Chopped holiday content or Chopped children. What is it called? Chopping children. <laughs> chopping chopping kids. Chopped yeah. kids. Chopped. What is it called? When it is the... truly called Chopped Junior. Oh, Chopped Junior. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that they would name it Chopped Children because that <laughs> would be some like weird fucking Grimm's fairy tale shit. <laughs> but I just, I, I, I think Chopped is great. I think Ted Allen is, hates children, but is otherwise. He's very uncomfortable around them. He doesn't them. want to talk to them. No, no, no. I mean, in fairness, who does? But, you know. Yeah. He's like visibly uncomfortable on camera when he has to interact with the the juniors. I agree. I just think it's interesting because with our guest Ashley Ray today, who is um, deep in the TV game, and yeah. we have a great conversation about TV. I didn't. I was very proud to not bring up Chopped once. Okay. Um, but <laughs> but like HBO Max is going through this like decimation of their programming right now. Yeah. But Chopped holiday content is staying strong, and so I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I mean, you can just put that on and do your chopped marathon and run that shit in the background like I do with SVU, although I recently have turned to CSI. Is that away the from sunglass SVU. dude? Uh, yes, David Caruso. Yes, the sunglasses dude. Exactly. He's either putting them on or taking them off while saying something snappy. <laughs> and uh, fuck, it's so good. There's a super cut of him doing it that's just so entertaining if you're really stoned and have 10 minutes where you just want to watch a guy do. <laughs> Producer Mark is like, yeah. yeah! David Caruso, who left his high-paying job doing a great TV show to be a movie star, and it didn't work out. And now where is he? We don't know. But, you know, shout out. Come on the show, David. Yeah. Um, and that was a huge tangent. I'm sorry. I'm stoned and rambling. It's great. I I um I do like it. That's CSI. Yes. CSI Miami. Miami. And then there's a Vegas version, which Ted Danson is on. And that one is just bulletproof. The, C- the Caruso Miami version is like um, retro sort of nostalgia for me. The Ted Danson one I think is even also just more recent. And that also has Elizabeth Shue on it. I'm a massive Shoe fan. They have a huge budget, obviously, because these are like legit like fucking, you know, A-listers on this fucking weird CSI show yeah um yeah you really make me think of the the high benchmark that um ted danson vincent d'onofrio david caruso and chris maloney have set for cop procedural dramas yeah like they are fantastic leading men in those and for me the only other one would be mariska like she's the only one on the other side but yeah, these I mean, men are interchangeable. There are others. There are some other women leading some great cop shows. I used to love all of the women leading. Like there used to be way more great um, women doing cop shows back before there was a backlash about women being on television at some point in the last twenty years. But like you know, Cagney and Lacey was a show that I fucking grew up with, which was like two female detectives. That was just like a show on the primetime network. I have genuinely never heard of that. I would love to watch it up with you. Oh fuck yeah, it's the fucking greatest. Or like you know, like obviously Mariska is like I think the next generation of that. But yeah. Of the four, though, and so you said Maloney, Danson, D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio and Caruso. Uh, Caruso. Of those four, I think two are bad and two are good. Who oh. do you think? Well, you love Malone. I love Maloney. And you seem to love Caruso. 
uh, I sort of like nostalgically love Caruso. <laughs> Mark, uh, we have never seen producer Mark's face, and he is more invested now than I have ever seen him in a conversation. He's leaning in to see who the two good to. Okay, so yeah, I love Maloney. I'm an unapologetic Maloney stan. I would do anything for him. I I can't even stand the way he looks. It's crazy. Yeah, he can like w- w- like just tighten his eyes a little bit and it's layers upon layers and tighten his butt. Oh, whew. great I mean, butt, so good. And um, I, I, I'm an, uh, sort of like a, an ironically, or not ironically, but like I, I like Caruso despite of despite his cheesiness. You know, it's 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 not a hate watch, but it's definitely like oh fuck, this is so fucking cheesy. So you've got Danson and D'Onofrio left, and you don't like D- Danson and D'Onofrio. No, no, I love Maloney. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Caruso and of Danson and D'Onofrio. Uh, I, really I feel like, like one. you really hate D'Onofrio, and you really like Danson. Yes. Yeah. D'Onofrio does like a bunch of sideways standing. He's always like standing sideways and he's like always tipped over at a weird angle to just like be weird for being weird's sake. And fuck, that guy is such a good actor. He's amazing. Full Metal Jacket. Fucking incredible. Jurassic Park Raptors. Men in Black. Where do you keep your dead? Like he's fucking amazing in all of those. But I think he got that job in TV. He felt like he was better than it. And though he didn't bring his fucking A game to that show, in my opinion, I'd never liked his performance on that show. I think he's a great actor. But as a TV cop, no. No. I also feel like his female co-star, whose name I cannot remember, Catherine Irby, um, always looks kind of tired. And that to me is a sign that the person you're working across from is tiring. Is exhausting, yeah. So that's just my guess, is that he's kind of a lot to work with. Well, goddamn, welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? (laughs) How's it going, Mike? Great. Welcome to Weed and Grub. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And TV today. Yeah. A lot of TV. Yeah, with our VIB Ashley Ray. Fucking awesome. So fun. Wait, Mark, who who's your stan? Yeah. You uh, like D'Onofrio? D'Onofrio? Yep. Yep. Oh, Caruso way at the bottom. Fucking D'Onofrio tops the whole game for you. Man, we're gonna have some shit to talk about. He's a fucking amazing actor. He's just not good on that show, and that's okay, man. <laughs> disagree okay. so everyone check out our new podcast male cops yeah ranking male cops and female cops <laughs> and female cops i mean listen i want to see charlize theron um fucking they just canceled her show that i love though the nun i can't remember the name of it um but i had recommended it to you i watched it over the pandemic she had a tv show yeah well no but it was a netflix series the oh. action netflix series that she was on oh i can't it wasn't remember a series, the name it was just it. a movie mm. the one where there was the woman at the bottom of the sea yes yeah there was a movie and it was a it was a one off, and then there was no. Be a it was a ninety minute show. It was a <laughs> that was wasn't a, broken up. It was a movie. It was an action <laughs> film released on Netflix that I watched during the pandemic. I thought it was fucking great, and then they were going to make the sequel. And you saw the woman at the bottom of the ocean and that horrible thing who kept like waking up and drowning for hundreds of years. Correct. And that was going to be the sequel, and it was so scary. Yeah. And you're saying that got canceled. My new character is guy who's never heard the word movie, and so he thinks <laughs> everything's a TV show. It's all a TV show. <laughs> Did you guys see that oh. new Marvel TV show? It's three and a half hours. You got to go see it in great, the theaters. Great, great, great. The TV theaters. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just want to shout out while we're talking about women uh, anchoring cop shows, um, Kira Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick had a great TV cop show called The Closer that was like, I, I thought was really great. I don't know how much love it, there is out there for it, but it lasted for several seasons. So I guess people liked it. And it, it kind of like rode that boundary of lighthearted and also very fucked up and dark in a really interesting way. And it would switch back and forth. And I think Kira Sedgwick did such a great job like playing that because she was very funny. She's a really great comedic actress. And she's also like a deep, deeply sort of like empathetic sergeant. Yeah. Detective. 
Captain I'd love to see that. Fuck? That sounds like a great the show. And her daughter and with Kevin Bacon was just the lead in Smile. So that dynasty's starting out there. Damn right. Also yeah. a great TV Sochi, show. Smile. Bacon. Smile, great TV show that we saw at AMC Grove. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, we got to do a news story and get to our interview with Ashley Ray. I would love to okay. because it's um it's actually a celebration of my home state, Missouri. The Grove La Gazette this week is brought to you by Sumo Snacks. Check these guys out. They've been rocking with us all year. Thank you for sponsoring our podcast, Sumo. Go to sumosnacks.com to get a free unmedicated sample. And then anywhere in California, you can go and pick up a hundred milligram bag of these fucking savory snacks. They've got Snazzalos with Snoop, which are like spicy, delicious onion rings. They've got a bunch of other flavors. They just came out with a churros flavor for the holidays. It's perfect for if you are visiting your family or your family is visiting, rip it open and pour open a bowl and leave it on the counter. It's also great for New Year's Eve parties as long as you label that it's medicated for those chips. I was just going to say, make sure you tell people. But like, you know, it's, I mean, the holidays are all about the spread, right? It's all about the spread on the table. So if you want to have some sumo snacks on your table, spread them out. Nice. Yeah. All right. What's our news story? Our news story, dun 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 dun. It was actually sent to be my sent to me by my father. Oh, nice. Steve Glazer, who sent me a picture that I will post with this episode. St. Louis Post Dispatch. Yep. The St. Louis um, newspaper of note says pot legalization takes effect in Missouri. Hell yeah. Hell yes. You can now stroll around with three ounces or less as long as you're 21 or over in Missouri. Big fucking deal. It is a big fucking deal. Amendment three was passed by voters uh, this past election, and I wrote a little bit about it. Um, The best part about the um, legalization aspect of it for um, reform advocates is that there's like criminal justice reform baked into this. So in addition to baked in, in addition to being able to carry around your three ounces legally, they're actively going to work to get people out of prison who have um, criminal convictions for weed offenses. And it's just like the whole thing is um, as far as legalization initiatives go, reform advocates are like, this one's pretty good. Like they did better than a lot of the other places. So so, so as as we learn which states have done it right and which states have bunked it up, right. uh, Missouri is taking a lot of the good from a lot of other different states and implementing it for their own legalization process? Yeah, like there was um, initi- there were initiatives in South and North Dakota that didn't pass and neither of them had like addressed reform at all. And a bunch of advocates were like, yeah, of course people didn't pass it because the people that they know have been affected aren't going to benefit, you know, from getting out of prison or anything. So Missouri, good on you for like doing it. We hope you're doing it right. Well, especially at the same time as that one congressperson, Vicki Hartzler, was crying about same-sex marriage on camera. And Ugh. then Congress was like, we're still passing that. Fuck your tears. Ugh. So I'm very proud that it feels like in a lot of areas, Missouri has its heart in the right place for people in Missouri. Yeah. And like they're sticking it to Josh Hawley a little bit with this. Like he was so um, vocal about being against this measure. And so now that it's passed, you know, you can fucking suck it, Holly. Mm-hmm. Go suck an egg. Suck an egg yeah. or a bowl and, and then chill run out. away like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Great a, news story. You'd be a good congressperson. I listen, never. I mean, the, I'm so excited though. There's a new Gen Z congressperson named Maxwell Frost, 25 years old, just coming into Congress. Already tweeting about how he can't get a fucking apartment in D.C. because it's credit his credit is bad because in running for Congress he had to put it all on credit because it was became his full time job and he's just being real about it and he's like yo getting into Congress is not for people who are like real people you have to be rich to do this and he's just being really transparent and awesome about it and he also just seems like a really legitimately interesting amazing person with a lot of cool progressive policies and it's just fucking exciting he's twenty five years old that's awesome yeah. I say so much about how I just need 
old people to get out of Congress because they're out. so. If you're if you're one, if you're rich, <laughs> you're out of touch. Right. Two, if you're rich and old, you're super out of touch. Yeah. So having a 25 year old who can't get an apartment is I can't think of anything more in touch with where we are as a fucking like society. That's so well said. I know you and I used to fight uh, maybe even on here at the beginning of this podcast where I would like accuse you of being ageist and stuff. And I have to say I've come all the way to the other side uh, since you and I met. And yeah, it's exhausting to have ancient people running everything, ancient people with money. So um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out. And thank you for for helping me evolve my opinion on that, Mike. I'm glad to have done that. Yeah. Because um, it didn't work as a bit. But if I can actually change your mind, <laughs> great. Hated it as a joke. Loved it as a, a thinking point. You know me. Um, are we ready to get to our interview with Ashley Ray? We must. It's such a good hang. I like her so much. She's so fucking cool. She's a comedian. She's a writer. She's a cultural critic. She knows everything there is to know about television. She's fucking cool. She has a great podcast. We get into all of it. In this very fun hang. Yeah. So without further ado, here is our VIB, our very important bud, our guest. Ashley Ray. Um, well, we started. What tattoo That's would you get day. for money? What 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 company or brand or product would you consider? Fruit, but fruit uh roll-ups. Ooh, that'd be good, <laughs> like across the forearm. Yeah, fruit roll-up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're delicious. But it's a silly thing to spend money on, right? You feel dumb when you're like, I'm buying free roll-ups. Like, am I a child? <laughs> but they're delicious, and I'm never upset when I have them. Was that your totally. after-school snack? Yeah. When yeah. you were, yeah. Loved a fruit roll-up. Loved mm-hmm. them on the playground. They're just so fun. Just uncurling it. It feels like a treat that's going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Is it ones that you got punch-out shapes as well, like an astronaut and a rocket ship and a moon, and you could kind of like pull you could pull apart the shapes okay those are fruit roll-ups i mean fruit by the foot oh okay yeah by the foot yeah yo so you could sell the tattoo ad per inch per inch yeah <laughs> i could get a whole one on my leg like yeah. roll it out yeah. there's a lot of possibilities with this yeah that's so sick yeah and actually surprisingly smart. enough do not like fruit roll-ups fruit by the foot amazing fruit roll-ups don't like it too sticky i don't know why it's the exact but no can't get into it have you had the um, uh, fruit leather, the weed fruit leather, fruit slabs? Yes. I actually think I have some in my purse right now. I'm not <laughs> even joking. I did a show and someone gave me a bunch of them. I don't like them. Um, all right. I don't know. It just. You're not a fan of sticky. Weird. Yeah. The texture was weird. Yeah. And so now I just have a bunch of them like in my purse and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. In a pinch. Yeah. If I if I need it. Like emergency weed. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. but that's how I felt when like those breath strips were all the rage. Oh, yeah. fuck what? that noise, right? You were so into that, like weed breath strips. Yeah, you mean weed breath? Oh, sorry, <laughs> weed breath strips. Yeah. Do you mean like not the kin slips? No, it was like I, I don't know. Yeah, like Listerine those Listerine strips type things where you put it like under your tongue and let it melt. Right. But it was with weed, mm. and then also it was like around the time of weed sprays. Yeah. I don't know why that like was so popular. There was a weed spray, a tincture called Jombo that I really did like Ooh. that was kind of like cinnamony or peppermint. I don't remember, but it was really good and it like worked fucking fast. It was great. That sounds good. Um, and I did try weed eye drops one time <laughs> at a cannabis cup in Vancouver. And, How was um, that? Highly unpleasant. Yeah, that doesn't sound awful. <laughs> enjoyable. No, hated it. That sounds awful. Yeah, my eyes felt weird. Everything doesn't need weed in it. Right. Like eye drops. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially if like you, the the time to use eye, eye drops is when you're like having trouble seeing, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So like the so idea of would... like scrambling around. I feel like that's not helping. I, mean, I, th- I feel like the idea, if I correctly remember the pitch, was that it was like the we can help with glaucoma. And so this was like a more direct application into the eye, potentially okay. for people who had glaucoma. I don't know the science behind I it. Don't, yeah, I don't know that I've ever heard like that it that weed helps. Like, like I always thought it helped the symptoms. Right. Not like, you know, douse your eyes with weed and <laughs> yeah. somehow that helps. <laughs> Fill your eyes with medical yeah. weed. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Awesome. But hey, maybe we don't know because we've never tried. Yeah. You gotta try. You gotta try. How high did you get? Because I yeah. feel like one drop, I don't know. I, yeah, because I, like, I feel like go right to your bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like my eyes felt bulgy and like yeah like my eyes felt high and then I just felt kind of like a body stone and I was like at an event and I was having to drive a golf cart around so the whole thing just felt like kind of deeply unsafe because I was like my vision is altered my my space-time reality feels kind of fucked up I don't know it wasn't great yeah yeah not a great idea uh I used a I got a weed lube from Denver Ooh, that I thought would be a good time I was like oh weed lube this makes sense to me so like I was like you know it, it not like feels good body high, it was the weirdest thing I've ever used. I can't even really explain. It was like instead of feeling like a body high, it just made it go like your genitals go numb. Oh whoa! Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Producer Mark just put a sign up that says "Hell, Hell yeah!" yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like I don't. I think I want to say it was like five hundred milligrams or something, and it just made it all feel numb. And you were just kind of like, "Oh, I don't." I, I don't, like if you just put your genitals in snow or something. Weird. Yeah. I used a suppository that was fucking great for like you know, period pain. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. But I don't know about the, like, you don't want don't your want genitals my... to go numb if yeah. you're trying to hook up. I guess unless you're trying to last, like last maybe it would be forever. good for, you know, lasting longer. But it, it just, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it'd be more like a, I like, like, I don't know, a genital couch lock. Yeah. Like, like tingly. Like, yeah, like to comfy, you mm-hmm. know, like when your eyes feel kind of heavy, but you're still there. But yeah. it was straight up just like, and I don't feel anything anymore. <laughs> like, oh no! Yeah, so I know you're a writer because you just pulled out genital couch lock. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Hundred percent. Yes, that's why they pay me the big money to write the words. <laughs> I mean, this is a fantastic way to get started with uh, with you, our fabulous guest oh, today. Yeah, Ashley Ray. Hey. Hi, this is fucking great. I'm so happy to be here. Can I say one last thing about the genital thing? Oh yeah, great. Because I remember using um, numbing condoms in college. So that I could last like all fucking night. And then I realized what a fucking bummer that was because it just never felt good. It was just like it was duration instead of pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so it was fucking whack. So I can only imagine like wondering when is this high going to wear off my pussy so that I can actually enjoy myself. Enjoy it. It just kind of, yeah, feels continuous. And I can see, I guess like how a guy could be like, oh, it's going to help me last longer because I don't feel anything. But yeah, I just feel like it was very... When are we getting to the to the end of this? Yeah. I feel like you're making this happen. Young <laughs> male lovers, though, specifically, are the ones who need to fucking figure it out and last a while True. longer. So, True. so like, I hats off to you taking that step as a yeah. as a young guy and trying to and trying to trying to fuck with that for you know, your, your yeah. partners. Like that is you know an evolved That's, place yeah. to start from. Thanks. That's beautiful. Yeah. You listening? And then I start naming <laughs> them. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Oh, man. Um, so you do like writing, though. Yes, yes. I'm a writer. Uh, I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, I write for TV. And then I started as like a freelance cultural writer for the AV Club and Vulture, Variety, a bunch of places. Uh, and now I mostly do like celebrity interviews for Elle and Cosmo and stuff. So... And you have a hit podcast. Yes. And I have a podcast, TV I Say with Ashley Ray, uh, where I talk about television because that is, that's my first love. TV, TV writing, watching TV. Yeah. Awesome. And I was, I checked out your uh, episode of um, Great Moments in Weed History where you did a cross podcast with those uh, guys. Yeah. Shout out uh, Bean and Abdullah, good friends of love, ours. Love them. Good friends of the pod. Yeah. Love those guys. And it was so great because the rundown you did of the greatest moments in TV weed history was so um illuminating because so many of them were like you know I think there were a couple where I was like oh yeah that's the obvious one but then there were a few like deep cuts yeah it was and like people, your knowledge is like yeah and like know. they brought so much history to it and I think people don't kind of realize tv weed history is pretty interesting obviously stoners we love television it's it's one of our favorite things mm -hmm. uh but there are some pretty interesting ways that like it has shaped TV and how cultural norms are accepted. You know, uh, I think Freaks and Geeks was like one of the big ones we talked about where people didn't realize it. One of the reasons it got canceled was because they had an episode where people smoked weed and like the teenagers are nothing bad happens to them. <laughs> they just like have a good time smoking weed and parents freaked out they were just like sending in letters like oh my gosh this is so inappropriate i can't believe this what next you're sending our kids to hell and that was enough for like fox to go yeah we can't keep keep airing this and that's they just, so fucking yeah. crazy because our 420 guest this year was toe for grace and he came on to talk about um how the that 70 show is about to get its like revival yeah, and everything. Yeah. And we that were talking about show. how that 90 show, we were talking about how that smoking circle on that 70 show was like an iconic piece of um, like TV history. Yeah. So the idea that Freaks and Geeks got knocked because of it is bananas. Yeah, it's bananas. And they were the ones who like pushed that door down and like suffered. So that shows like that 70 show could be like, oh, let's show kids smoking pot and having fun. Like it could just, it can just be fun. Yeah. And that was the last ever episode of Freaks and Geeks you said. Yeah, the, basically, yeah. It was, I think they aired maybe one more. Whoa. And then got like all of the things. And as soon as there was backlash, they were like, cancel the show. So. <laughs> a show with Seth Rogen on TV about weed about smoking? Weed? What? <laughs> what? Tisk, tisk, tisk. Ah, <laughs> oh, you couldn't do that today. <laughs> um, well, whenever we talk about uh, weed movies on here, I always like citing one that I don't think people talk about enough in the weed canon, which is Nine to Five. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, do you know that movie with Dolly Parton? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it until Mary Jane was like, you should watch this. And it's fucking dynamite. It's a, yeah, it's nine to five. Yeah. It's just so funny that it gets forgotten about when it's sort of like in the bigger picture of like a movie about, you know, women dealing with a toxic boss. But yeah. like the whole thing happens because they smoke that joint of Maui Wowie together oh, that right. Lily Tomlin confiscates from her kid. And I was, yeah. I guess I've like, never, yeah, I've never considered that a stoner movie and it absolutely counts. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. The catalyst is weed. Wow. Yep. I just wanted to notch Which my Which also feminism <laughs> then. Right. Because there's so little like when women smoking weed in like movie and TV. That's what yeah. I'm always looking for. Yeah. It's like when do we get to see ladies be cool stoners? And <laughs> um, that was another one that you cited as well was Insecure. When, yeah. Yeah. That... Uh, Issa Rae smokes weed at the end of I think season four. 
the second to last season. Uh, but she smokes weed like on her back porch. And it's the first time you realize like, oh, my God, Issa Rae smokes or Issa D in the show smokes weed. We don't know that Issa Rae does, but <laughs> she does. Like she does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, oh, Issa D like smokes weed. And then from then on, they actually use it as a plot point. You see like the female friends. They have like a sleepover where they all smoke pot together. It brings them together. It's like never, you know, like a bad thing. It's never like, oh, she needs this for anxiety or like that. It's just chill it's whatever it's in the background so you know that's what i like to see about women smoking weed instead of i don't know it's it, i feel like there always has to be some like mental health reason behind it where it's like this character starts smoking weed because she's so depressed from blah 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 yeah and it's like she it could be just because she likes it it has <laughs> to be justified it's so crazy i know you do um you do script breakdowns and stuff for people yeah, as well yeah. right yeah do you ever get scripts where there's some weed element that you feel is just like totally fucking egregious and or like great greatly represented like what does yeah, that look like i've read a lot of like i do feel like younger modern writers because we've grown up with weed like we understand it in a way that isn't scary or kind of like I don't know. I think there's this generation where they think having weed is inherently interesting or like just if you have weed, it's like, oh, this is counterculture no matter what or just alternative. And our generation is like, no, that's not a character smoking weed doesn't make me go, oh, this person's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, they're smoking weed. Uh, So I think a lot of the scripts I see from younger people, yeah, they get that and they're using weed in their scripts in a way just more interesting way that feels realistic uh and I don't, is less like kind of corny and funny like dude where's my car-esque or right. <laughs> Harold and Kumar and is more like I don't know following the tradition of stuff like Pineapple Express and Super Bad where it's like oh this is like a way we brought people together or like help the foundation of a friend group or yeah you know do you like weed as a main character or do you find that to be wildly uninteresting <sighs> And I can, I'm happy to share my opinion too, but you're I'd like to hear your opinion first. I think that, I think it's a two, it's a twofold answer for me. Yeah. I think everybody above our generation finds it to be, they think it is a main character. Yes. And it's not. It's not. And everybody in our generations and beyond is just like, oh no, this is a part of life. I'm the main character yeah. and they can't and the people like I'm what I'm really referencing is we've tried to pitch a bunch of shows and weed is a thing that the person is smoking in it and they're like, well, we can't sell ads or something. And it's like, it's straight up not about the fucking weed, you dumb yeah. bitch. Like, you know, and it's, that's yeah. how I feel about it. Oh, yeah. Because I have I have that in so many scripts where it's like, you know, as they do this, they're smoking weed or, you know, they have a volcano, whatever. And they'll be like, well, what is like the use? Like, what is the reason for weed in the scene? Is that why they act weird? And I'm like, no, they don't act weird. They're stoners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more like the Broad City version of it. And I think Broad City is the best show that's kind of walked that line of using weed as a main character, but then also just using it as a thing that the people use. Uh, and I also look at like high maintenance as a great thing where weed is a main character, but it's also just a thing people use. I think you kind of have to like walk the line if you really want to be an interesting stoner comedy, if you're trying to like make a statement on weed. But I don't think all con- like I don't think all shows that use weed are trying to make a statement about weed, you know? I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. So that's where I'm like cuz I do think it can get silly. Like um what is it? Time traveling bong? Oh, I never yeah. saw it. Is <laughs> I- it great? 
I mean, I like it. Great. But I think it never really like picked up because it is one of those silly things where the whole thing is just weed is the main character. <laughs> it's literally them just trying to find magic strains of weed that help them time travel with the help of a magic bomb. <laughs> Nothing more to it, you know? Yeah. It's silly. <laughs> yeah. And I like it because I'm into that kind of silly humor, but I think a lot of people thought it would be more political and about these like things in history because they do go back to like slavery <laughs> and like I, I think people thought oh it's going to be like broad city and make these broader points and it's just like no it's just about magic weed that helps you time travel yeah. and then they go back to dinosaur age and have to smoke dinosaur weed <laughs> like that's... I think I think one of the things that I see with the evolution because I was born several years before Mike and I used to work uh, at High Times, like when weed was still illegal. And I used to work with Bean at High Times. And uh, and so like the the voices behind like the weed stuff that was coming out had to necessarily be like pro-pop propaganda. And that was kind of it. That was all there was room for because everyone was just trying to make a big fucking point. Yeah. And then for someone who was born in the 80s or the 90s, that's not as much the deal. It's more like, okay, well, let's calm the fuck down. Like things are a little different now. You don't need to be yelling all the time, yeah. old man with a ponytail. But <laughs> I, I do like I feel like I do straddle that divide a little bit because, you know, I've I've seen both sides and I do like have some like a, a love in my heart for like the old Cheech and Chong Stoner yeah. vibes, of course. But I also when high maintenance happened, that was like the most thrilling fucking thing in the world to be like, yeah. whoa, weed is just like part of the story, but it's actually about the people. people? What? Oh, whoa. <laughs> and, how, and how weed can bring these people together. What? It truly was just the first high art, high TV. It's, you know, it's, it, yeah. It I think puts all the high and yeah. highbrow. And highbrow. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what yeah. we said. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I think, yeah, it's one of those shows that all stoners look at and go, that's the one that changed the game. Yeah. And now I think a lot of the shows that are out now that are dealing with weed, I think are doing some pretty, pretty interesting things. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Because I wanted to, you know, you talked about the great moments that have happened, but like, yeah. what's the future look like? That for... is a great question. Yeah. That I should have prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell you what I hate, and maybe that'll tell, okay. and maybe that'll, that'll help yes, you that be like, actually, this is good. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Because I hate the weed TV shows that have rolled out in the past handful of years. The um, I let me asterisk that with, I like when my friends get paid. I like when my friends get jobs. I wish Same. those shows were better so that they got paid for more than one season. Yes. That's how I'll say that. Yeah. Because that Netflix show that Chris Redd and Betsy Sidaro was on was a piece of fucking oh, trash by Chuck Lorre. Which one was that with uh, Kathy Bates? Disjointed? D yes, Disjointed. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Oh, fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, we talked about that one a bit on the pod. Yeah. On that episode. Yeah, but it, a horrible Kind show. of embarrassing, right? Yeah. Like, just fucking, ugh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think Chopped 420 was abysmal. Um, I, I don't oh. like... I don't. Did you do cooking with cannabis on Netflix? I hated that piece of shit too. Oh. It was awful. Also, did not enjoy. You, wow, no, you I loved. liked cooking oh. with cannabis. Um, I mean, I don't. Any edible show, they always, I feel like, are so. They try to be so safe. They're like, oh no, we don't want to get everyone too high. Oh. Right. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, you do. Yeah, like, you, do. do you do. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> like, yeah, what do you do? Cook with the cannabis, you know? And I'm always like, you could put more cannabis in that. So I never really enjoy those shows because I'm like, they aren't for real stoners. They're for people who are like, whoa, I didn't know you could do elevated things with cannabis like that. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I'm not the audience. But I also think that the re- one of the reasons I say abysmal, and I do mean abysmal, I want to double down on it, <laughs> oh is because it's like, it's an it's it's not sustainable as a season of anything. It's an episode of Chopped. It's not a season of a new version of Chopped or anything else. Like if I want to watch food being cooked by amazing chefs and eaten by hot people, yeah. I already have that. I don't need to watch a weed version of that every for 10 episodes instead. True. So I'm looking for weed to be that side, like that not that main character in it i want to see that chef smoking a joint while he's cooking and have it be about that chef i want to see them being able to use it to infuse food but it's not about like how high you're gonna get from this taco or anything like you know what i mean i I want it to be like a side quest not the main quest yeah yeah i can understand that it does it gets repetitive it is really like okay how many times are you gonna just like cook a weed plant into a tortilla and call it like you know fancy yeah yeah it's like you can only infuse so many oils and we all are aware of this so that's that's fair that you know so what's yeah. good <laughs> now that i've gotten yes. all the bad so stuff that's what's bad <laughs> we've gone through Got what's it. bad uh, okay. yes i think the best stoner comedy out right now is south side on hbo max uh we'd Definitely, I would say, isn't a main character. Uh, it can be in some episodes, though. I'd say, like you're, you said, it's a side quest. Like, there are times when they, like, are accidentally, like, locked in a basement working on a sci-fi script, and they're just, like, they hotbox it and end up so stoned, they're, like, writing insane shit and, like, floating into space. Hilarious. And, yeah, and then it also, you know, still has, like, down-to-earth moments. It's this incredible ensemble about people on the south side of Chicago. Uh, it started on Comedy Central, Moved to HBO Max. Uh, the third season just came out like two weeks ago, uh, early December. So it's, my, I think, the smartest one. Like, you know, most episodes, characters are like smoking blunts. Uh, I, I also feel like <laughs> Maybe they... that's Will Miles. Hold on <laughs> one second. Is that okay. Will Miles? Yeah. Uh, I also feel like they smoke weed the way people actually smoke weed. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah, it's like casual blunt smoking and Mm -hmm. it's never like, oh, no, they smoke a blunt and then they get wacky. It's like, no, they're just smoking a blunt at a party. Yeah. Then other things get wacky. That's awesome. Okay. I have actually not seen it either. Have you? No. Okay. Bet. Yeah. I'd say it's a must watch. It's... uh, it's on my best of the of the year list. It was a late, you know, late coming out, but it made it just under the wire. But it was definitely on my list the year before. You got three whole seasons to watch. It is so 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 funny, uh, and yeah, probably the best donor comedy out right now. Uh, I also really like This Fool on Hulu with Chris Estrada. Yeah, uh, there is some light weed smoking, weed references there, so I think it counts. Yep, uh, but definitely weed is not like a major like player in it and as far that's a, like a whole lot of la locals right like yes. that is so giving many people LA jobs locals. oh yeah yeah so many of our friends 
I know for sure, buying weed with the money they make from that show. Fuck yes. That's the best part. <laughs> and like, that's, yeah. When they were making high maintenance, they were just employing the entire New York theater community. New York theater, yeah. New York theater and comedy. And I was like, just seeing my fucking friends. Friend, yeah. I was like, they're getting paid. They're doing this fucking cool ass show. And uh, I feel like that's this fool for LA. I'm not as connected here in LA, but it's like, yeah, must yeah. be like, hey, look at all my friends. <laughs> I feel, yeah, so. LA needs that where you're mm-hmm. just like, wow, everyone's in this. There it is. Was yeah. was the bear like that for you at all being from Chicago? Were you like oh. seeing your friends on there? Or how, oh, how do you mm. feel about the bear? <laughs> mm. uh, I, think, I also uh, lived in Chicago. We can talk. Yeah, I think a lot of Chicagoans were kind of disappointed that the bear didn't use a lot of local Chicago It actors. wasn't. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, they used... There were a few, like, you know, I want to say three or four, but no, like, none in the main roles. Uh, Like, no one really who works in the restaurant. I think it was, like, one of the people who plays one of the, like, Italian gang members was Mm -hmm. a Chicago theater (laughs) actor. And, like, pretty much no one else is. And so people were kind of like, you know, Chicago's a huge theater city. Like, shows like Empire, Chicago Med, all those place shows. I see my friends in them all the time. There's one with Abby McEnany where she... Uh, work in progress. Oh, work in progress. So work in good. Yes, and work in progress. All my friends Fuck, are in that. that show is so yeah, good. I watched like, there's like the brunch party episode and yeah. literally the I was like, oh, there's my friend and my friend. Like, they really employed the queer people in those neighborhoods. Uh, the Bear, I think people were kind of disappointed because they didn't use people from River North or even use an accurate depiction of what River North is like. In the show, it's very gritty and like they yell about like a sweet green opening and they're like, oh, there goes the neighborhood, a sweet green opening in River North. There's been a sweet green in River North for like it probably was the first one that ever opened, <laughs> honestly. Like River North is where the first crate and barrel ever opened. It is. It's been gentrified since the 1960s. <laughs> like, that's, that's the so way funny. they tried to portray it, it, I think a lot of people kind of just were like, this is not real Chicago. It's something, it's definitely a New York take on Chicago. That's fucking so. weird to get Chicago that wrong. I'm from Newfoundland, which is like a very remote, weird part of Canada off yeah. the East Coast. And everyone gets Newfoundland wrong, always. Like, Nobody's fair, ever. Yeah, it's yeah. super fucking like remote and weird. It's a weird accent. Like, but they're occasionally like the shipping news was made there and everyone was like, oh, it's Newfoundland going to Hollywood. The whole thing just felt so, like if you're from there. Yeah. You know, it's not right. But to like to get Chicago that fucking wrong yeah. with that stable of talent and like with, all yeah. of those directors and comedians coming and out of there. So That's weird. Easy to just send one person to Chicago and be like, it's like this. <laughs> like, I don't they make one phone call. Yeah, yeah. Take, you just Chicago? take the red line around. around. Yeah, like literally there there were like shots of the train that didn't make sense, ways people walk that it's like you'd never drive this way, which you know, small stuff. But then some of the language they used, it was very New York, the way they talked about traffic. Uh at one point, the restaurant gets like a C rating because and of a cigarette case. Is that the one with the yeah, like the like cigarette? The they have a bunch things, of things yeah. and they get a C rating. But Chicago doesn't do that. Like they only have pass fail. Oh, so like you're never gonna see a restaurant in Chicago that has a grade. So everyone that I know from there was like, "What is? Is that a good grade?" Like I was like, "That seems fair." Mm-hmm. Like I'd go to a restaurant with a C. What totally. does that mean? Yeah. And New Yorkers were like, "Oh yeah, oh my goodness!" And we were like, "If you just get a pass fail, <laughs> like they could have just done a pass fail because you know, it gets put in the newspaper like this restaurant failed, and they could have used that." And it's like, you know, why change it except to make it more understandable to like an East Coast New York audience? Yeah. 
I, I think the also um I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but I do think she got snubbed for oh, a Golden Globe. Yes, I, yes, yes. I I can't believe she didn't get absolutely a nom absolutely for the Golden Globes. Uh, and it seemed like it was going to happen. She got the nom, I believe, for definitely the Spirit uh, Independent Award. She got the critic nom. Uh, so I thought for sure she was getting a Golden Globe nom. Crazy. Uh, I can't, yeah, crazy. I can't say that I that Wednesday deserved it because I didn't watch it. Uh, I can't say the flight attendant deserved it because I did watch it. Um, <laughs> Even season two? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. you watched both seasons? I, I watched both seasons. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I watched I the first not, one. And, oh. I'm not a flight attendant fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess the second season was better than the first. Okay. I guess. Maybe. I truly, like, it's one of those shows that just happened to me. Like, I don't, I, I can't remember detail. You know when you watch that and you're like, I it was happening. Do you think that's performance related or script related or both? Both. Both, both right? It just yeah. Because Haley Coco to me is um I don't really love talking shit about actors, but no, yeah. uh, but I everyone's doing their best. Right. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm an actor. Like I I trained yeah. as an actor and worked as an actor for a long ass time. So I don't like being like that person's bad at their job, but there's something about her um characteristically that i think is so has such broad appeal that also makes her to me very forgettable yeah but it's why she's in everything right like exactly because she's like, just yeah you know she's the quirky blonde who like drinks too much and is silly and in that show i like the ensemble around her more than i like her so mm-hmm. but you know i yeah i think it should have uh <laughs> what if i mark amen. says amen to the yeah. Haley cuoco thing mark yeah. Amen. All right. Yeah. Producer Mark says. But yeah, uh, Io should have gotten that nomination. Yeah. And her performance was my favorite part of The Bear. It was the best part, my favorite part. Obviously, Jeremy Allen, when he, ugh, I mean, come on. He's, yeah. Who? <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw another you picture know. of him in a t shirt and I was, I was like, like, come huh. on. <laughs> Did it, oh, t shirts were made for that man's body. Okay. And I've loved him since Shameless. So for me, this is like finally <laughs> he is getting his attention. Like uh, I have loved him since he was lip and it's just, uh, finally. So. I knew he was going to be good. That's what made me want to watch. And then Io's prefer- performance was what made me go, oh, this is a really special show that I can't wait to like watch for seasons. So, yeah. And it, it got so many awards that it's just really shocking. But, hey, you know, I, the Golden Globes were gone because they were so racist. So Is that right? Isn't that what happened? Everybody was like, the Golden Globes, no diversity. So then they like didn't do it. And then now Whoa. it's back. Got it. Yeah. And and they're like, huh? (laughs) Basically, the the, people need stuff, right? Yeah, the diversity (laughs) that they nominated was just Abbott Elementary. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Mark says hundred percent. Yeah, it's like Abbott Elementary got all the nominations, and they were like, "Isn't that enough? Isn't that we did that? We we did did the thing. That's a show with the black people. We did it." I'm just picturing an old white man with his feet on his desk and his hands behind his head for the rest of the year, like, yeah, kind of nailed this. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. nailed it. You got, yeah, we did it. The black show. We got it. We got it. Golly. Um, can I ask you about your writing a little bit? Yeah, yeah. What, like, what do you, what are you really enjoying writing about right now? And like, where, when you identify something that you, you're inspired by to write about, what do you like? How does that work for you? Are you like, it's a screenplay and or, you know. Uh, how does it go for you? It kind of, I usually start TV first, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the medium I love the most. Um, and I usually, like a lot of times I start with stuff for my standup. Uh, like I have a lot of things that are just about my life, my mom, that's what I joke about, uh, you know, how I grew up. Um, and then outside of that, I'll just, 
have weird ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just things I've always wanted to see on TV. Like I started working on an adult animated show about these like these black witches who live in Texas and are forced to travel through time to save one of their daughters. Uh, and it's more, I don't know. It's like a black stoner Rick and Morty basically with like older women. Fucking A. Yeah. And so like, I'll just like kind of think of weird things like that where I'm like, what if I did, you know, space monster characters based on my aunt and mom or something (laughs) (laughs) and just kind of start writing from there. And I just kind of like, will think of scenes until I actually think of a real story or something that makes sense. Um, but I got my start in TV writing for Adult Swim uh, with the show Alabama Jackson. So I think comedy is kind of always my basis. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, that's a funny thing. What could I turn that into? And I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess some people's approach is like, what's a topic I want to address in the world? <laughs> right. You know, something I want to give my opinion on. And I'm just like, that's... <laughs> Well, I just read so, you know, so much of Twitter, like writer Twitter, you know, is like all of the questions about like, how do I do the thing that you're doing? Tell me how you do the thing you're doing so that I can also do the thing that you're You're doing. doing. And, I, you know, I mean, obviously your Twitter is so fucking lit and you've got, you know, such a great, like never arrogant, but always confident, very fucking (laughs) solid, funny take on things. I I feel a lot of people would say arrogant. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I, I fucking love the fact that you like that you got into it with Glee recently, the guy from Glee, and he was just like you That one was funny because I yeah. didn't notice it until like a day later. It was like it happened and then nobody usually when that happens, someone is like, Ashley, this famous person is mad at you on Twitter and saying this. Nobody cared that the guy from Glee was like adding me. No one was like, yo, did you see this? A full 24 hours pass. I opened my Twitter and I'm like, what is, oh, uh, it was like on one of like pop base or something. One of those like pop entertainment Twitter sites. And I was just like, Oh, who is he quote tweeting? And I was like, oh, he's quote tweeting me. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is me. Oh my gosh. He's he's yeah, he's like being all sassy with me. He was like, and don't make me say it again. And yeah. I was like, trash emoji. I was like, guess what? I'm gonna watch that Glee documentary even harder. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, even man. harder. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh you know, and it's all like I always I think you're one of the three accounts that I log onto Twitter to read nowadays because everything. Can I guess the to... other two? Yeah. Yeah. Ashley Ray. Uh huh. Roxanne Gay. Uh huh. Um, gosh, what would be the third? Michael Tra- Che. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Ray Gay and Che. Yep. Yeah. That's all who I. That's my trifecta right yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought. Writer Twitter wanting to know how you do your job and then saying, tell me also how you do that so I can do it myself must come at you all the time. Yeah. I think what actually the thing I get most is how do you do what you do and smoke so much weed Uh at the same time? That's the one that people are like, how do you do and manage to smoke so much weed? And I'm like, well, because I've been doing it a long time. Smoking weed. Also writing. (laughs) Uh That's a skill I've developed since high school. So it's you know, not a struggle to outline or kind of know what story I want to tell. (laughs) But also I've been smoking weed since high school. So now I can smoke through the day and it's not like I'm getting stoned out of my mind. It's like, oh, this is like, you know, enough to smoke where I'm going to have an appetite to eat lunch and take a break and watch Below Deck when I'm trying to finish chapters of a book or something. A show which I only know about from following you. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Below Deck. Yeah. Who? 
<laughs> so people want to, they're like, are they sort of like rude about it? Like you smoke so much fucking weed. It seems impossible that you do what you do or Sometimes, they just want to be you. <laughs> some people are like, I want to achieve that. Like, what do you smoke during the day? Blah, blah, blah. And other people are kind of just like, why? Like, why? <laughs> like, why live this way? Like, I, don't, I guess those people are like my doctors and therapists. They're like, sure. How much do you smoke a day? And you, you know, you could not do that, right? And I'm like, why? Ri- why try it? Why risk it? Seems yeah, working out. It's therapy. Yeah, or therapeutic. You know? You know? What if I stop and then? Well, <laughs> and then we like, don't know. Like, you don't tell Super Mario to stop eating mushrooms and getting bigger. Exactly. Stop it. If he had a bunch of mushrooms around him and he's like, I'm not going to not be big all the time. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I also like the idea. Uh, it was Reggie Watts who said it once that he uses weed as resistance training for his brain. I love that. And, you know, it just it actually makes you fucking smarter because you have to think into all yeah. of the corners before you're actually going to put out whatever it is that you're going to put out. Yeah. So it just gives you a more informed take on your own brain, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know? He's so smart. And that's why I like to call him my husband, Reggie Watts. Correct. And <laughs> heard here first. Yeah. <laughs> He's finding out right now, too. Yeah. What's um, up, Reggie? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I I don't know. Because people, you know, did you ever time when you didn't smoke weed? And in high school, I didn't smoke weed, really, because I was a nerd and I was really focused on getting into college. And I did smoke weed in middle school. So I was very like, oh, in high school, I have to stop, focus on getting into a good college, get good grades, don't really smoke weed. And it wasn't until I got into college that I was like, OK, now I can smoke weed again. Let's do it. And when I stopped, I was such a like uptight, anxious, competitive asshole, I guess is a word I'd, I'd way just to describe it. It's just, you know, you I, I couldn't like slow down. It was like I always had to be doing things. I had to be like just very type A, organize this, do this, like schedule, blah, blah, blah. And smoking weed was a way for me to slow down and be like, oh, this is what matters. This is what doesn't matter. This is what I'm doing for me. This is what I'm doing for other people. Like, oh, okay. Now I see it. So, yeah. I think, you know, as a writer, day to day as an adult, that's like a great quality to have. So thank you, weed. Yeah. Thank you, weed. Do you find that it also keeps you tied to your desk or wherever you're writing? Because, yeah, Yeah. right? For real, for real. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Like, when I have, when I know I have, like, you know, long essays or so much to write, if I have, I really love those, like, what, Pacific Stone uh, pre-roll packs with, like, 14 joints because I can just sit there and chain smoke them and write. And if I have, I know that I'm not going to move. Yeah. Because if you go check the fridge once... Yeah. You're going to check your phone. Yeah. You're going to fucking get some water. Like yeah. it's over. You got to have, what's your desk? Do you write at a desk? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's oh, your yeah. desk set up? I wouldn't oh, yeah. be able to picture that. Uh, what were you going to say? You write in bed or something? <laughs> yeah. Laying on your stomach with a journal. Yeah. I did recently write a piece in bed and I was very proud of finishing it. I used to write in bed when I lived in like a dorm or like when I had a roommate and I didn't have like a living room space, uh, I would write in bed. And now I have, like, I have a big desk, uh, three screens uh i have two laptops one that is for like podcast stuff and recording and it's complicated uh and then my main one that's like my personal getting writing stuff done and then i have a monitor uh then i have like a tv that's mounted on the wall that i can sometimes use as a screen but since i write about tv so much i'm usually like 
watching that and trying to write stuff. Whoa. Yeah, sometimes I like on one of my computers will have like something playing and then on the TV, I'm like, okay, I was watching this and then I can like kind of go back and forth. Man, your brain must be just so lit up. I would love to see like a fucking thing strapped onto your head when you're doing it. It's very, I just like keep it very organized by tab. Like I'm like, oh, this is like the Substack stuff I have to do today. This is the Patreon stuff. This is like what I have to tweet. This is, you know, what I have to write about over here. and then on the desk, I have one of those like Apple keyboards so I can have it on my lap, which leaves plenty of space for an ashtray. Uh-huh. Uh, I have my little like joint holder. Uh, I like to do joints. That's how I smoke throughout the day. That's mm-hmm. my preferred method. Um, everything else just seems, it takes too much time. It's too messy. Joints, I would pick them up, keep it going. Uh, how many cups for liquids? Okay, so uh, <laughs> usually uh, a water. Um, a carbonated water, you know, something flavored, a mm-hmm. little fun treat, uh, coffee in the morning. Oh, and yeah. then in the afternoon, I'm usually switching to Diet Dr. Pepper. Ooh, so yeah. good. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe an iced coffee. You know, if I get a lot of work done, I'll treat myself. You know, I'll do, I'll, maybe I'll do a little, a smoothie from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And does yeah. that comprise the entirety of your desk or is there a snack situation as well? Oh, there's a snack situation. Okay. I eat at my desk. I do. Yeah. Everything's happening. You sounded so aggressive. Yeah. I just. I mean, <laughs> were you worried? So, in the, yeah, in the midst of all this, all of that is also covered in fruit by the foot wrappers right. everywhere. <laughs> just okay. fruit by the foot wrappers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm picturing like one of those 1980s action movie screens with the security guard where it's all those TV channels and the desk and like the whole Yeah, or like the Russian spy at the beginning of any Bond movie. Yeah, and the hacker with all of the fucking. <laughs> but yeah, it's just me like typing about weed and different things and like watching TV. Uh, I use like the way I mostly smoke now is I, I do cones. Uh, so I have at the last uh, Emerald Cup, some company gave me a box of 1,000 cones, which surprisingly, I'm halfway through. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do think that's impressive. Yeah. And I do cones. So I do a six shooter that like does six at a time. And so like I have that at my desk. So, you know, I'm just reloading. Um, doing it down throughout the day. Did you just go to the Emerald Cup or you judge the Emerald Cup? Uh, I was I was a guest for this last one and I'm a judge for the next one. Oh, fuck yeah. it. Nice. That's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Do you know the category yet? Partridges. <gasps> fuck. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to be stone of the bone. Heck yeah. That's yeah. going to be really fun. Ugh. I, um, I'm so glad to talk about your rolling because before you and I met, I had heard of you a lot. I checked out your IG. I checked out your Twitter, but I was like, I'm just going to sit in the cut until we meet. But I have seen... Um, this is going to be so weird, Ashley. So just like strap in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But like, I, I remember seeing photos first of these beautiful joints that you know how to roll with like oh, yeah. a gold fucking bottom to it. And then I would see a ring that you would be able to rock that would fit your joint into the ring yeah. like a fucking Marvel superhero. <laughs> and then I remember at that exact same time when I was like, she seems so cool. I think you were also moving into a new place and you were showing like, your kitchen aesthetic on lock and like all of these like beautiful like your fashion and your like it's you're so aesthetically pleasing thank you thank you weed aesthetic is my favorite thing i think it's because growing up like i said i got into weed as like a middle schooler which is not when there was great weed decor if you went to head shops or like pot shops it was always corduroy (laughs) tie-dye you know grateful dead it was just 
all the hippie stuff had to smell like incense and have the same look. And it was just, can't there be more than this? <laughs> like, yeah. You Get know. out of here with your black velvet poster. Oh, the black velvet poster, <laughs> like a rolling tray. That's just Bob Marley. Just that was all there was. And you make do, you know, you would try to find like the okayest looking bowl or something or bong. And finally, like getting older, I was like, oh, like Etsy, there's probably people who are like me and want classy weed stuff. And I started finding all these shops and like stores. Uh, Babe uh, is a really great company who I love. Babe Rolling Papers. Uh, I feel like there's a burning, burning Babe Rolling Papers. Nice. Okay. (laughs) Burning Burning Babe babe Rolling Papers. Uh, That's who I kind of started with because they have these like ring things that I loved. Uh, and they would like put your birthstone and different stuff in it. And they had like patterned papers, which I was always wanted to try, but I had always seen them at a head shop and I was like, oh, those are toxic. <laughs> I was like, I'm not about to smoke ink. Like, uh, come on. But these are like uh, all natural vegetable dye. And I was like, oh, wow, it's 2022. We yeah. really have all the answers these days. That's the fucking, the, it's so nice to see some stuff that's not just like, cause I really did. Like I, you know, the first time I ever really got high was like on a blowtorch in a basement with a bunch of bros uh, yeah. and it was hot knives and like at that time as a young girl I just didn't feel like there was that much out there for me in the weed culture culture, and there's so much now if you're like a girl and you want to just be cute and be a pothead I just want to be fucking cute oh you can it's so easy now now. (laughs) and like back in my day it was like you had to carry around some heavy thing that was covered in corduroy or black velvet yeah and that was it was like smell proof and like would hide your bong and you'd like try to shove weed in it and uh fuck no aesthetic and so now i try to celebrate it like i my mom is staying with me and she came into my place and she was like you have so much weed stuff this is like a store like she's just like you have like all these fancy weed bongs like you can like they turn perfume bottles into bongs now you can get it's all out there. Like you can be the prettiest stoner in the world. Yep. There's no excuse anymore. My bud vase, shout out to oh, my I bud vase, yeah. Doreen. She's been doing it for a uh, while now. Antique bong. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so sweet. Elevate a, Jane too is oh, like the cutest. Yeah, the cutest. Fucking cutest stuff. Yeah. Um, well, we should probably wrap soon, but uh, oh, we got to do a little, a little cream and a little, a little so, botw. Yeah, so we have a section. Uh, oh, and then I have one final question for you. But oh, yeah, we have a segment called uh, Creamed Corner, where we just talk about food that made us horny Ooh. this week or recently. And I do know Ooh, okay. you just went to Colombia, and yes, I wanted I did. to. Okay, can you talk? I mean, you don't have to <laughs> Ooh, talk about that. No, but like, I'm ready to talk okay, about good. that. Absolutely, right, please. Yeah. Yes. Oh, um, tell tell us everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Where to begin? Colombia, amazing food and just it's so affordable. You can go to like five star restaurants. Uh, I went to this. uh, What is it like Michelin star restaurant in Bogota that had uh, we did like a 10 course like tasting menu Mm. of things from different natural resources around in Colombia. Uh, which was good. But my favorite meal, the one that I have been thinking about every day since I got back, was from this Peruvian restaurant. And it was like Lomo Saltado, but it had like a mashed yuca under it. And it was like the most flavorful meat, like steak that I have ever. Yeah, like I'm getting a thumbs up, like <laughs> just the and the best potatoes. And then like we got this. uh I think it's like cilantro rice, mm-hmm. but not like chipotle cilantro. It's like, mm. 
how did the how Ooh. how is there this <laughs> much flavor in this rice? Like I was just I don't even like rice, and I was like, oh, this is the best rice I've ever had. Like I was until they took the plate away, I was like, I need to remember this. I took a picture of it just because I was like, this is the best rice I've ever had. And then it had like this amazing grilled chicken on top um, that it, I don't know is the way that I don't know what kind of the, the like grilled in a stone thing. So it's like really crispy and like dark. So good. Fuck yeah. So Peruvian food. I've been trying to find a place is good out here in L.A. Not having much luck. The only Peruvian restaurant I know is pretty fancy. It's on Melrose. It's called Rosaline. I uh, think. Oh, yeah. And they've got a mad good seafood paella there. But, yeah. Uh, and I think they're Peruvian. Uh, it is. Yes. I tried that one. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah. And then I tried a place, Rosti. Uh, but they like don't do the yucca They put it on potatoes, like French fries. Mm-mm. Yeah, they do French. I'm like, no, no. Fuck. Well, that. What's the spice level for Peruvian food and Colombian food? Not spicy at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. they do not like spicy in Peru or Colombia. Like when we went to the Peruvian place, they were like, "Be careful, because this is spicy," and then it wasn't. And everywhere in Colombia, they were like, "This ahi is so spicy. Like, be careful. This meal is so spicy." And then you, it's just sweet. Like, it's just sweet. <laughs> like, every time they were like, oh, it's spicy, I would just eat it. Like, this is the sweetest thing I've ever eaten. Even their savory foods were, like, sweeter rather than spicy. And anything with real heat, they were like, no. Like, I tried to get a spicy margarita so many times, and they would just, like, put tahini on the rim. And I was like, no, put a jalapeno in it. And they were just like, are you crazy? <laughs> They're like, it'll be too hot. I was like, trust me, I want real spice in this. So it was like hard to find real hot sauce anywhere. Oh, they whoa. just, they do not like spicy food, which kind of surprised me. So next time I go, I'm bringing my own hot sauce and then I think I'll have a great time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. I only asked because I just got a hot sauce of, it's a ghost pepper hot sauce. Ooh. And um, I'm like halfway through the bottle and it makes me feel awful the next ba- day, but in the moment. Ah, oh, so satisfying. Yeah, that's nice. It's okay. yeah, yeah. There was one restaurant where we found hot sauce and we just we stole it. <laughs> we, <laughs> no, sorry, we were just like, this is the first time we've seen real hot sauce here that's actually spicy. And I was like, I'm putting it in my in my fanny pack. I don't care. I was like, I'm taking it back. Hell yeah! Have you been to that no. hot sauce place in the um, farmers market? There's a hot sauce store. I just went in there the other Ooh. day, and they've got a million different hot sauces from around yes. the globe. But a lot of them are named things like "wet fart" or like yeah. "help my assholes on fire" on or whatever. Fire. Yeah, it, like the names are not appeasing, no. appealing. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't want, I don't mm-hmm. want this. Yeah. How do you ask it to be passed across the table? Yeah. Can yeah. You please hand, hand me the, the burning rectum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this like, one. Oh, yeah. This. The, Great. Thank you. Yeah. The a hole burner. Like. Uh. <laughs> No, no, thank you. Uh, man, well, your trip to Colombia looked amazing. I know it, you like smoked great weed and I did eventually there. smoke great weed. That was hard. It's it's it was difficult to find good weed there. I will say that I didn't really use my resources well, uh, which is mostly being a girl on a dating app who could say I want free weed. Uh, that's how I usually do it. Usually always works. That's so um, smart. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. You just go, hey, I'm a girl. I'm in town. I want weed. And. People do it. It's yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. But I mostly I had some people I knew. So they kind of hooked me up. And then in another place, this guy was selling pipes. And I was like, well, if you're selling pipes, buddy, you got to know where I can get weed. And he was like, just stay here and I'll be back in an hour. Wow. And yeah. But it was I don't, it was all kind of dry. You know, not the best. Yeah. But you did. OK. But I did. OK. It awesome. was fine. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I have one last question for you, and then we should wrap uh, do, with yeah. Buds of the Week. Let's do Buds of the Week in uh, a minute. I would love to know what your predictions are for 2023, Oof. both in weed and TV, or either one you want to address, or both okay. together. Yeah. Uh, I think 2023 in television is going to be the year of the volcano. Um, I, I don't know why. I yeah. feel like we're going to see a heavy presence in a lot of shows with a volcano. Uh, I feel it just being some kind of weird trend. Are you saying this is a double entendre, meaning like Mauna Loa and the vaporizer? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Already with White Lotus, there was a literal volcano. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think uh, with COVID and people using weed as a plot line, they've been trying to think of like other ways to be like, oh, you can't really have a character like, like you know, share a joint anymore and stuff like that. And like with, uh, and just like that coming back where the character smoked weed, I think they're going to be trying to find clever ways like vapes and stuff. So I think we're going to see a lot of alternative vape focused weed smoking in 2023. Mm -hmm. It's just a prediction I have. Would love yeah. to see a script with some period weed use in yeah. it. That would be interesting. What do you mean period weed use? When you were talking about um, for your period. Oh, for period pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, with like weed suppositories and stuff. Weed suppositories, or edibles, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I would love that. Just more sort of like, and also just in the background as you were talking about, yeah. like sort of incidental weed smoking by women or not. Women. Or just people. Yeah, just people smoking weed and it's not something that makes them wild or, mm -hmm. you know, crazy or hard to understand. It's just like, no, there's a person who's smoking pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I forgot what else you asked me because I'm stoned, but I forgot. what It was just like trend, <laughs> trends that you see in weed and or TV. And I think that answers yeah. both is like weed least, on yeah. TV. And I, yeah, I think TV wise, we're probably just going to see a lot of reboots still. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's all. There's so many things coming back next year. That 90s show, uh, Clone High, great stoner stuff, but nothing too new. Yeah. We're still not getting fresh stuff. And hopefully some things like Minx find a place to land. <sighs> I know that was you that, like Minx that just I happened. Loved, Did you really loved Minx? Yeah. Oh my gosh! It was Jake Johnson. Yeah. And his chest hair. First of all, <laughs> you think that's Johnson. why I didn't get the role? There'd be too much chest hair in that scene between him and I. Oh yeah. Is oh, that is that why they went with someone off. else? It'd be a hair off. Yeah. Nobody's allowed to have more chest hair than Jake Johnson on set. Okay. That's in his contract. God. He has a he has a hard that's everybody in Hollywood knows that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't come with more chest hair than the Johnson. Uh-huh. That's just how it goes. <laughs> but it was a really good show. It was funny yeah. and just it created a really great world where you could like root for these people to run this magazine and it was fun. And then they just took it from us. It was like uh, the best thing we had to replace Glow. I just, uh, yeah, another show taken from us. And I, I just learned from your Twitter today because of a post about a hot guy thinking of this. Uh, Jake Johnson was the guy who was like on the new show that you're watching. Uh, was like he was in Dubai. He looked shirtless. Oh, uh, what Love is Without show? Borders. Love Without Borders, which I hadn't heard about. And I was Oof, like, maybe so I should check that out. If it's I watched it all in a day. Hot. It is so People. good. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, 2023 prediction. I'm mm -hmm. on this show. <laughs> okay, good. Because you because did say I you would fly to, to meet him. I would do this show. <laughs> it's basically like they find people in America and they're like, we found your soulmate with this matchmaker. They live somewhere else in the world. You don't know where. But at any time, we're going to come to your house, be like, you got to pack up and go. 
And that's this lady just shows up at your house and she's like, let's go to the airport. It's time for you to meet your soulmate. When they get to the airport, they're like, hey, you're going to Paris or Ghana or Panama City. And when you get there, you'll go to this address, meet the love of your life. Whoa. And then they go. And I was like, this is absolutely something I would do. (laughs) 100% I'd be in. I'd be like, yes, take all my stuff. I'm going to go wherever maybe fall in love and they have 90 days to decide if they want to stay with the person actually get married or go back home. So, but they like have to quit their jobs and sell all their stuff and like really do it. Gosh, I hope you are on that. I fucking can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, sorry, I'm not going anywhere where weed isn't legal. So uh, Amsterdam is where the love of my life has to be. (laughs) One million percent. Yeah. Like that's end of story. (laughs) Please invite me to the wedding. I love Amsterdam. They they could be in Canada somewhere. Could be in Canada, Montreal. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know that my love of my life speaks French, but yeah. Yeah. There's a whole cool subsection of English speaking Montrealers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, putting it in the air, uh, you're gonna be in love beyond yeah. borders, love uh, without love without borders, love without borders. Yes, yeah. if you know, if you work for the show, if you're out there, please get me on love without borders. Mark, producer Mark. Yep, we're Mark. gonna Mark. Yep. You got that plug. We're gonna put it in the show notes. We're gonna make sure yeah. all the SEO points if you, if to you it. You can hit up Bravo. <laughs> Our guest <laughs> after you is actually Mark Burnett, so we'll see what we can do. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's do buds of the week. Let's do buds of the week. Buds of the week is what we do every week, where we shout out a person, place, or thing that we just want our audience to know about, possibly fuck with, possibly follow. Oh. Just like get involved with something we think or someone we think is really cool. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first or second? We can go and then give you a moment to think yeah. about yours. Give yours as well. pulled up. I do have mine. Go ahead. Up. Uh, mine is actually somebody who I just did a show with at Bar Lubitsch. Um, I had done a show with them well before COVID, and we hadn't seen each other. And he's just coming out with some fucking heat stand-up comedy. Uh, his name is Matt Kirshen. I love a comedian. I'm not going to do his joke, but I love someone who takes one topic like a sport and then just dissects it for the next 15 fucking minutes. Like you get one joke from me and I'm going to take all the comedy out of it and there will be nothing left on the bone for anyone else. And that's what I saw him do. It's a great new bit. I'm so happy I got to see it before it's on some late night show that he deserves better than or like whatever it is. Um, so follow him at Matt underscore underscore Kirshen, K-I-R-S-H-E-N. Um, and on his Instagram too, he has a ton of jokes and um, he's just a really funny dude. I'm glad to reconnect with. Fuck yes. Yeah. yeah. Good butt of the week. Good butt of the week. Um, my butt of the week is someone I just reconnected with in LA. Uh, and it was so cool because I had just seen her name on the fucking credits on Hulu for Fleischman is in Trouble. Oh. My friend Boo Killebrew, who was a consultant on the show. And so I'm not sure what she did. But then I just ran into her. I went to see Kiki and Herb at the Orpheum, which was just like a fucking a New York theater heart explosion of joy and wonder. What a fucking show. If you don't know Kiki and Herb, go see them anytime you can. But I ran into Boo in the audience and I was like, holy fuck, what are you doing? She's like killing it out here. She's writing. She's consulting. I believe she worked on high maintenance. We met doing a play when we were acting across from each other. And it was just like such a nice moment also because I feel like it's it's hard to connect in L.A. with people. So to see an old friend at a cool show and then just be like, I also just saw your name on TV. Fucking a. So uh, she's at Boo Killebrew on Instagram. She might be private, but I don't know. Give her, give her a request. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when does this air? Sorry. Uh, Not next, this week. Next, next week. week. Next week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Um, I. Oh, I don't have their social thing. Can I get my phone? Yeah, totally. Yeah, of of course. course. Hang on a sec. I was like, oh, my social thing. That's okay. Like while we do that, I am gonna also say as you pull it up. Um, 
Ashley and I are both working on our first specials right now. So if yes. you do happen to be in Los Angeles while you're listening to this, go check out Ashley's Instagram because she's running her hour before it gets filmed. And I'm so excited to see it because it's going to be, um, you're filming in Chicago too, I believe. Uh, we're going to do it in New York. You're going to do it in New York. Yeah, I'm going to do it in New York. Great. Uh, I did a practice round in Chicago. I uh, did one out here in LA at the Elysian. And yeah, now I'm going to do the real thing out in New York. I'm really, it's just some great material I've had for a few years that I'm excited to get on an album and, you know, just kind of solidify and then never tell those jokes again. <laughs> it's one of those You'll things. You just tuck them in and put their little yeah, nightcaps you know, on. Yeah, you're like, oh, those jokes, that time, yes. Mm -hmm. What a, mm, you know. That boyfriend or whoever. Yeah, like that, that time. What yeah. a what a period. And mm -hmm. so it's uh, it's been a while in the making and it's been really fun. Uh, but my my butt of the week, uh, I want to recognize Camille Corbett, who is so, so funny uh, at The Witty Girl on Instagram and Twitter. Um, she's an L.A. comedian, TV writer. Um, she's also, most importantly, the creator of Smoke Show, uh, which is like a women's focused pot comedy show um, that I've been on. It's so, so funny. She'll just be like, watch this girl smoke the biggest joint in the world. <laughs> and it just really talks about like girl stoners and aesthetic and different ways that female stoners use weed. And yeah, so, you know, she's, she's a, she's a trailblazer. Uh, <laughs> she's a trailblazer. She's so funny. Yes. She also like raps and hosts open mics and is just an amazingly funny stand-up comic. Uh, she also directed like a short film that is like entering a bunch of competitions. So go follow her because she's blowing up. So fuck yes. Awesome butt of the week. Yeah. Um, and yourself. And me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's plug you. You're yeah, our, yeah, you're, you're our VIB or you're uh, our very important bud. Thank you. Go. You can follow me at the Ashley Ray. Um, I have a bunch of shows coming up. Um, if you use the dating app field, um, we're hosting a show at the Elysian on December 19th, uh, which has either happened or maybe you didn't miss it. And <laughs> if you are a field user, you get in free. So there's going to be some awesome LA talent. We're going to be talking about how weird polyamorous dating in LA is. Should be fun. Come Should back be, and talk about yeah. that with us. Absolutely. That'd be really cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's a field. whole fucking episode. Yeah. Field about. is the dating app for the freaks. So, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Um, that's it for us for this episode. I think follow us uh, on Instagram if it hasn't been flagged. Um, who the fuck knows? Yeah, well, we might be changing our handle. Um, but you know, email us wg at weedengrub.com. Um, leave a review for our podcast. Yeah, leave a review for your podcast. Definitely yes. TVSA with Ashley Ray. Five and stars. yeah, <laughs> yeah, rate, rate and review. It helps so much. It helps us get into more people's ears. And um, last plug. Yeah. Come see us at Sketchfest. Uh, That's right. End of January, beginning of February. If you happen to live in the San Francisco area, we will be at Sketchfest with a dynamite live show with some fantastic comedians. Yeah. We've got a great fucking lineup and it's February 5th at 4 p.m. Actually. There you go. Yeah. Boom. I think Boom. That's it, right? Yep. Bye, everyone. Boom. Bye. <laughs>